Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Writing and rewriting history, first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away, and it's gone! I don't want to go home, and I don't want to say goodbye to you! Razor! Well, welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of the people's champ. That's right. It's Jeremy Gillen. Tonight... I'm not making the same mistake as last week, or two weeks ago now. Wow. I am dragging Miss Girl Power herself, Kinsey Garcia, back to the fold. Uh, Because, Kinsey, and I hate to say it, we're going to have to eat some crow on this podcast. We're going to have to... Kinsey and I, we talk a lot. We talk a lot whenever it's not not on the airwaves. We're right in the DMs. Anytime something is going good or something is going very, very not good for Texas Tech... Softball, soccer, golf, you name it. I'll get a I'll get a message from Kinsey. We stink. <laughs> Give me a little bit of credit. Come on. We stink. It's gonna be the next uh, tortillas and takes mug. We stink. Um and you know what? For a little bit we did, didn't we? So it's not the worst. We gotta eat a little bit of crow here. What what welcome in, Kinsey. Welcome welcome back. <laughs> I'm going to practice this by saying I don't fully remember what I predicted, but I'm pretty sure I predicted they were going to be undefeated in the, in the, in the non-conference. And that's, that's not how it went at all. If you paid attention, my overconfidence in volleyball and soccer was absolutely through the roof. And I'm going to chalk it up mostly to the fact that I was excited for sports coming back. You know, we didn't really have like football in full swing yet. And like, I was waiting for hockey, but like, I was really excited because like there's you know fall sports is coming back texas tech is coming back i got a little excited i over predicted but all, it, might, we're all there. it might be a meeting in the middle now i don't know we'll see we we we're all i mean we do the same thing with football we see it blown way out of proportion we see it with basketball well actually basketball always performs so that's a, that's a safe <laughs> bet but you know you your women's soccer come out you can come out against troy 2-0 
Oh, yeah. All right. This is going to be a great season. Uh, and then Arizona, who I was like, I don't know. You're like, ah, we're probably going to do that fine. Well, we lose that one, 0-1, right? Then you go out to New Mexico. You tie them, 1-1. Cool. And then you go... <laughs> Uh, and then you go on the road. You tie against Cal State Fullerton, who I, who I knew was going to be troublesome. Uh, you lose to Washington. That was going to be a good one you could have had. Uh, and then St. Mary's, the up-and-comers. You tie that one. So now you're, you know, six games into this thing, and you've won one game. <laughs> one game. A little bit, a little bit dissatisfying, right? You're like, Kenzie and I are kind of like, well... Pack it in. I mean, <laughs> don't, what do you say? <laughs> I don't think I used the phrase. I try to save the phrase, we stink or this game stinks for the football team. I try not to use That's that true. for anybody else. I might have used it for soccer. I might have used it for soccer after the Cal State Fullerton game where I watched these girls hit the post 10 times, whiff on shots that were just blank looks at the net. It was just, it was tough. God, I was upset. Was had too much confidence in them. But you know what? They're they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. Yeah. So you get, I mean, you get on, you get, uh, you play Houston at home. This was kind of a big one for me because Houston is invariably going to become a conference foe. I think that for Texas, this Texas Tech Houston banter, I think is going to pick up a lot more steam. You know, you're 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 you get a lot of recruits from Houston. You get a lot of talent from Houston. Now Houston's coming to the Big 12, and they're saying, hey, man, these, these are our people. Let's keep them home. And that's a really big chip, right? If you're, hey, you can play you can play next to your family, and uh, you'll still be in the Big 12. Power 5, you'll get looked at professionally. That's a big win. So Houston, you go out, you win against them 3-0. Sit back down. You're not ready. <laughs> uh, you win against North Texas 3-2. You win Fresno State 2-0. Uh, and then conference play opens. So you have an okay non-con. Uh, it's not very inspiring, but you get a lot of momentum there at the end. Uh, West Virginia, a program, it's not bad, right? This was, this was a team that was predicted to finish pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, tie, one and one. And I'm like, geez, did we not know how to, like, our attack was dead. Like, the, the attacking third was non-existent. Um, players that are usually reliable, unreliable. And so conference play starts off pretty rough. And it wasn't like, you know, West Virginia's a blowover or anything, but it starts off pretty rough. Then you have the big one, right? Uh, number 25, Texas. Uh, to, uh, it just, I, I thought maybe, right? Not like, this isn't like volleyball Texas versus Texas Tech. Like, Texas is number one. They're just going to crush it. They're, I mean, Texas is sitting at 25 when we played them. And so they're a good squad, but they're not that great. Also, we were playing at home, so that could have been a nice victory. But you lose 0-2. to I mean, so since we last talked, we're sitting in the thick of conference play. Um, your Big 12 tournament is just two weeks away in Round Rock, uh, if we have any other reason to go to freaking Austin. Um, preseason poll had TCU, Texas, West Virginia, Texas Tech finishing the 1-4 to four spots, right? So West Virginia's slotted ahead of us. But as it stands... You know, Texas and TCU sit unbeaten, first and second, no surprise. Uh, and Red Raiders are third in third place with that 4-1-2 and two Big 12 record. So Oklahoma State is Texas Tech's, you know, biggest threat heading into the final couple of weeks of the season. But, um, you know, you still have tough contests against West Virginia and Texas on the schedule. Oh, man. Um, well, I'm back, I'm got, I've got backwards. Uh, 
Kenzie, th- get me out of this. I-, I am so tired today. What are your thoughts on how the conference is shaken out so far this season? Because we're kind of getting to the thick. We're, we're right here at the end of it, and it's like, you know, with the tournament and then the all-coveted uh, big tournament after that where all the teams come to play. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit with Texas. I don't think I was necessarily expecting Texas to to dominate the conference like they were. I thought TCU was, you know, they were going to be the team that would just railroad everyone. And, I mean, Texas's lone blemish is a tie with TCU. That's TCU's lone blemish. Like, they're, they're looking really good. Uh, you kind of touched on West Virginia. At the time, I think I would have been happy with a 1-1 draw to start conference play with West Virginia, but they've given away a lot of results. I mean, I think their season has been disappointing in general. I mean, they've only won five games. None of them have really been that impressive. They've got some conference wins that, you know, are against the back half of the standings. Not great. Um, They really had a similar start to the year that we did. But Mm. instead of finding their footing like we have, they're still kind of trying to figure it out. So aside from that, I mean, the conference has shaken out pretty much as expected. I think K-State's playing above their pay grade a little bit. I think they were were voted dead last Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty badly. And they're playing up in like sixth or fifth right now. So they're... They're definitely playing well, but the conference has it's been a little weird. And, and, you know, with how Tech has performed this year, being in third place right now feels pretty good. Yeah, and, hey, Kansas State. Look at Kansas State going out and doing things and impressing people. Um, so, we're, so we're caught up on the state of the conference, right? It's, it's the Big 12 soccer. It's – I think soccer is so interesting, if I'm being honest. Um, and we talked about this on the last pod of, you know, conference name doesn't mean diddly, diddly squat because, like, your squad is made up of so many talented players across the nations that there's – it's not like this, oh, who are recruiting from which state? It's like, man, did you pick up a player from Brazil? That's sick. Where's that – like, group of five, what? Oh, it doesn't matter because they're scoring a goal every game, <laughs> you know? And so it's like it, there's this weird transcendence with, I think, you know, our ideas of what conferences are and what power five means, like power five, uh, that soccer transcends that because of these, like, international players or international ped- coaching pedagogies from coaches that are from all over the place, right? And it just kind of breaks the whole mold. Um, so let's catch up off my off my soccer tangent i'm super excited world cup next month starting up next month pretty excited um let's catch up on the state of the red raider soccer program right so i kind of mentioned it you know last time we talked in september this team has strung together a run of very difficult results against inferior opponents let's be honest inferior can't finish can't put the ball at the back of the net you're having a really tough time in the attacking third um i think overall you have good midfield control something you do really well is control the ball but it's almost like too much control do you know what i mean like uh what's the phrase like one too many passes you had one too many passes and you lost your chance such a thing so it was like the plague of the scourge of texas tech one too many passes you couldn't finish in the third you were allowing opponents to get too set up uh and coach Dunn, i mean he seemed ready to pack it in and let the younger players get minutes um just like, you know what, if you guys don't want to perform, if you guys don't want to, you know, wear the double T and perform like I know y'all can, then I'm going to give the younger people a shot. And rightfully so. I mean, if you're not going to come out and play, get benched. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's going to sound bad on the playback. All right. So, but after getting back from the West Coast trip that we were talking about, that devastating West Coast trip, Red Raiders actually scored eight goals in three games back in Texas. They went on that three-game heater, Houston, North Texas, and Fresno State before they got into conference play. I mean, what was the sp- what's the difference here? Do we just hate the West Coast? And remember, we talked about West Coast teams. This team, we always are flirting with West Coast teams, and it's always like, it's the, here's the thing. There are two rules. There's one rule in college football. Do not schedule <laughs> service academies. There is a rule here for Texas Tech soccer. Do not schedule West Coast teams. Um, hey, what was the spark, Kinsey? For you, what do you think, what was it that kind of changed the DNA of this team? Because there was no, like, oh, let's change up the way we're attacking. Let's change up, you know, the lineup. It was pretty similar. I was like, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> the Taylor Twillman, what are we doing? It's <laughs> exactly what I felt, man. What changed? I mean, for starters, they put the ball in the net. After they got back from that, that West Coast road trip, they put the ball in the net. And I feel like it, 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 a lot of it was confidence. I mean, especially with Ashley Williams. I think when you see the ball finally go in the net, it helps you shake the yips. And, I mean, like I said, in that Cal State Fullerton game, you could just, like, see how upset the players were on the field because they were they just couldn't put the ball in the net. They had every opportunity put the ball in the net especially like the last 20 minutes of the match they were just inside of the titans box the entire last 20 minutes and they just couldn't get it to go and you know i think one thing we can kind of hang our hat on is is how well the defense is held up i mean even with macy blackburn sidelined it was really just about getting the offense confident and and that i felt like got accomplished in those final three games before conference mm, yeah and as we i mean we mentioned on top of the pod we're we go from being ugly, ugly soccer, not good soccer, to we're, th- we're in third place, right? You have a you have the 0-2 loss to Texas, the 1-1 one draw at Oklahoma State. Um, outside of that, you, you go 3-0 in the rest of your road games. Um, road games have been kind of a thorn for Texas Tech soccer. And I think even though early on you had that, I, you're still kind of struggling with road games. Right now I think we're sitting with what um, – Give me that road. Yeah. Uh, four, one, and three. So you're about 50-50 there. Um, it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. And trends would say it would be a lot worse. Um, so Texas Tech currently sits in the middle of a four-game win streak, and this is arguably the hottest team of the conference. It's been the most consistently upward-trending team in the Big 12. Um, not that there's like, you know, I wouldn't say like disparity-wise, okay, we're, we're the best team in the conference now, but we certainly are playing with a level of intensity that we can go out, we could go out and play Texas again, win. You know, we have that kind of energy and excitement. Uh, go out and play TCU, win. Like that kind of that kind of energy and momentum. I'm saying. Um, is there a result that you think? I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but like, are we are we just finally settling into the season? Because we get so many, we have so many new faces. Do you think that it's just kind of we're kind of hitting that stretch now that everybody's starting to click? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, like putting the ball in the net certainly helps, but I no, think it's what been a, a novel idea. Of te- <laughs> yeah, right. Score and you win. But I think it's been a combination of confidence from the strikers. You know, Macy and Ashley are, are kind of finally waking up, and the back line has, has stepped up so, so well. Um, and, and 
to, to say more to that, the back line has made an impact on both ends of the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, first, our defense has given up the second fewest goals in the conference, which, I mean, 11 is pretty impressive. Somehow Oklahoma State's only given up eight. That's insane. But um, Elise Anderson, I mean, she's she's climbed into the team lead for assists while conference play has been going on. And, you know, we said during the, the preseason that that was going to be Macy's thing that she was going to hang her hat on. Macy Blackburn was going to be dishing balls in. She was going to be running up, getting involved in offense. And Elise Anderson has stepped in. She's done a great job launching long, long balls. And she had multiple games in this past stretch that we've been winning where she had assists on super long balls. And that's, that's an asset that I thought we were going to be missing when Macy went down. Yeah. And I, I think at the end of the day, um, a lot of the disappointment from the beginning of the year can just be attributed to a team looking for their identity. I think when Kirsten Davis is gone, Macy Blackburn gets hurt like 20 minutes into the third game of the year. You're, you're a little bit scrambled. You're scrambled eggs. And it seems like Coach Stone has, has finally settled into a lineup he likes and it's starting to pay off. Yeah, so I was going to say, do you think Ashley Williams is becoming kind of that KD figure? I don't know if, if it's quite yet. I think she's taking good steps towards that, but I think I don't think she's going to turn it on and just become Kirsten here at the end of the year. But I think going into next year, it's going to be her job. I'm pretty sure Macy Schultz, is. this is it for her. So she's going to have to take it over. Right, absolutely. Well, and so, and I think of like other people on the field, like Peyton Parsons, another youth that's been uh, pretty adamant on the attack. Like, I feel like Coach Jones being able to utilize Parsons a little bit more. And we could never overlook Charlotte Teeter's ability to turn midfield possession into attacking third uh, aggression. I think, you know, Teeter, just her being staying for that next year, that final year, has been a really kind of a glue piece as we look, you know, as we're going further and, you know, as we're finishing out the conference and stuff like that. But we would be remiss. Not to mention the fact that two Red Raiders were, two Red Raiders, Red, Red Raiders, dang it, Red Raiders were awarded conference players of the week after the trip, after we dominate the state of Kansas. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Kenzie, but we now own the state of Kansas. Sure um, do. No big deal. Back-to-back games, Kansas State 1-0, Kansas 2-1. You just, you know, Sorry, Kansas fans. All you have is football. Sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, so you have Ashley Williams. You know, just talked about her earned the Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Week after scoring three goals last week, game winner in both games. So, I mean, if you're going to make a stance, to, if you're going to if you're going to make a like valuable effort in the right direction of being a KD for this team, being that kind of like star player, I think back to back goals is a really good way to get that started. Back to back winning goals. Um, so in the past four games, she's she's up to six goals now. Uh, in the I mean she's only scored three in the first twelve. So something clicked, right? I, I, it formation energy just just like hey you know what actually we need you to do this instead. Whatever it was that Stone put in her ear, she's obviously on a tear. Uh, kind of like you know I just can't even I can't even imagine. So uh, next is Elise Anderson. Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week after anchoring a tech defensive unit that only allowed one goal on the weekend and six total during conference play. Like you said, second best in the Big 12, right, behind Oklahoma State? Yeah. Um, two tremendous players right now for Texas Tech, and do not be afraid. At least Anderson. Um, I'm trying to remember. Where are you at, girl? Yeah, junior. I was going to say, I, I don't know if she was a senior or a junior. Um Elise Anderson, really good, and will be fundamentally 
a reason that you can win a Big 12 season. With the way she's playing now, defensively, the way she commands the other people on the back line, that's somebody that you can look to as kind of a captain. And captaining defenders is always such a weird thing for me because it's like, okay, but what impact are they having on the game? But if you study, if you start to look at the chess of it, defenders honestly need to be the strongest voice on the field, right? Because they have to first take the punch and then distribute the punch back so that your midfield and offense can do something. And, and that's why counterattacking has become such a popular form of scoring goals in soccer. And so, um, yeah, Elise Anderson, going to be tremendous next year. Tremendous now, but will be tremendous next year. Probably be the anchor, like the the probably be a captain a season-long captain ashley williams of course up and coming uh but now we got the awards out of the way let's 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 predict the, the rest of the way um i think earlier i misspoke when i said we had i think i misspoke but uh we've got two games left on the schedule and we are in third place right we get a baylor team that has been struggling uh at home and probably it might be our toughest matchup of the season uh on the road at tcu that's going to be, but you're also getting them at the, and we'll talk, we're getting at the best time. Um, look here. So you've got Baylor that I'm not, I, I kind of like, I like Baylor at home. Like you said, Baylor right now, let's look at their road. Let's make sure that we know what their road schedule is um, or their road record. Do you have that on hand? Is that on the notes here? Yeah, no. it looks like uh, Baylor is playing two and four away during conference. They're two and four. And that matters, man. That stuff matters. It's not an anomaly. So Baylor has something that they are not figuring out on the road. Uh, do they figure it out now? Probably not. I think that you can squeak past Baylor. I think you can get past them. Um, it's gonna. You're gonna need a really conceded effort attacking again, right? It's gonna like if you can get out and get a goal in the first half. That puts that puts that's your firm in the your firm in the driver's seat there. I'm not afraid of Baylor especially how they're playing on the road. Um, so I think that's a win for me. This TCU team, though, I don't know, man. It's going to be so hard in Fort Worth. You're traveling. You know me. I hate travel. Um, yeah, dude, I think that you split these. Uh, I think that for me, it's I think, you know, you can get Baylor at home, but then on the road, you're going to take a tough punch, uh, and it's going to be, okay, how are we going to respawn? Respawn? What am I talking about? How are we going to respond to respond? This is Fortnite. How are we going to respond in the Big 12 tournament? <laughs> uh, uh, you don't, actually, in Fortnite, so that was a terrible metaphor uh, or illustration. So where do these standings finish? I don't know, Kenzie. What do you think? I, I, you need Texas and TCU to – I think that you can maintain a third. I think you can split these games and stay at third, which is a win for me. I think that's a win with how this season started for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, th I think you're right. I think we we get this fifth win against Baylor. I mean, they're last in the conference in scoring. They're last in goals against. That's not not a good recipe for playing. But it them. makes me so nervous to say it. I know. It's, you're it's, like, oh, they suck. It's not, they're terrible. It's they can never score a goal. Oh my God, Baylor scored five goals against Tech. It's like. But see, now it's based in fact. We have stats. We've seen the season play out in front of us. <laughs> We're not just eager beavers predicting great things to happen. But no, I think they're going to struggle against us. I think we're going to get that, that win at home. I think a, a result on the road would be massive, whether a tie or a win against TCU. They're not playing 
particularly well at home, which is kind of weird. So yeah. maybe we can steal a draw out of them. I think as long as we get the win against Baylor, I think we're safe. We'll wind up at with a win and a loss at TCU. We'll be at five two and two. I don't have confidence in Oklahoma State sweeping the rest of their three games. They've got to play West Virginia, Texas, and Baylor. Um, West Virginia's got, like I just said, they're at Oklahoma State, at Oklahoma versus Kansas State. I just, I think Oklahoma State and West Virginia will probably wind up cannibalizing themselves in that first game in Stillwater, mm. and they'll probably play to a draw. And then that just, that kills the race for, for both of them. So I think a lot has to go wrong for us, and a lot has to go right for the others to jump us. So I, I do think we will finish the year in third. Man, that is so fascinating. So looking at, because you mentioned that TCU hasn't played well at home, and I was like, I can't, I don't remember. I mean, so I had to look it up. First of all, they're 4-0 and two ties in conference. Great. But at home, 3-1-4. and four. Wow. That's not good. It's, it's weird. Their ties? The entire conference hasn't played well at home aside from Texas. What the hell is that about? You had Harvard. You tied against Harvard. Great. 16th in there, whatever that is. Ivy League. <laughs> uh, West Virginia, you tie, right? Who did they lose to? Duke. Okay, Duke's pretty good. Um, Santa Clara. Freaking West Coast teams. Once again, don't all soccer fans, don't schedule the wet. Leave Let them. them play each other. Leave them on their island. Their soon-to-be island. Get them out of here. <laughs> you make it. You're a fool. Yeah, three, one, and four. Although they're on a two and zero win streak, they're on that two win streak. Um, yeah, man, they have they have two games before us, which makes me excited. Right? Uh, <clears throat> they'll have to play Oklahoma and Baylor, and then they get us. They may be tired. There's two road games for them. Um, they're playing amazing on the road. They're six and one on the road, which is nuts. They'll probably be eight and one on the road, but that's two back-to-back road games, and they have to come home and pretend like they figured it out. So you may be onto something. We could, we might, we might be able to squeak one, squeak one past TCU. I think if you, okay, I'm still a one and one train. I still think we split them, but if you get TCU, you're barking at number two. You know, if you get two conference wins here at the end. You're barking up the right tree. There's a world okay. where we could finish in second. There is a world, so there's it's not a out of the crazy not out of the realm of possibilities. Book it. Yeah, there's a crazy world that we could fit into that. Um, well, Kenzie, do you have anything else you want to say to the people about soccer? How great a sport it is. I finally got I mean, a scarf. It's a fantastic sport. You got a yeah. tech scarf. Nice. I did. I met somebody who is in the um i don't know if i should shout him out or not but i met somebody who's part of the program and he was like i was like hey man like just kept like just casual conversation i was like you got tech gear on like you work for tech i work for tech he's like well i was like what do you do oh athletics really well what in athletics do you do he's like well i can't if i start if i if i'm not gonna mention his name i can't say what he does but i was like i he i do this for the olympic teams um i was like let me tell you something. I've been waiting seven years for the Texas Tech soccer team to make scarves again because I missed out the first time. Well, because of my dumb PhD class, I missed out the second time. Do you have any scarves left? He's like, give me your phone number. Okay. Which is great for a stranger, right? 
And so I, I wait like 35 minutes later, he texts me, he goes, dude, I got you a scarf. I was like, no Unbelievable. Freaking no freaking way. That's why you're the people's so, champ. So I drove over there uh, to his office, wherever it may be on campus, and uh, got a scarf. And I was like, heck yeah. Quality is okay, but it's a Texas Tech scarf. I mean, Freaking hey, none the same. Yes. So it's hanging proudly in my office. Uh, thank you, anonymous donor, uh, for your superiority. You are my favorite employee in Texas Tech Athletics. All right. You all good, though, Kinsey? <laughs> That's it. It's Great. That's we it. were wrong, and they're getting better. <laughs> we were wrong, and that's okay. That's the that's our <laughs> we do that a lot on this pod. We're wrong a lot. So that's our mental health check. Uh, we were wrong, and you know what? It's okay. It's okay <laughs> yes, to be wrong. This is our mental health check. All right. So that's officially the <laughs> we are down to the final few games before that all coveted Big Twelve tournament. Uh, as it stands, we're outside. We're outside looking in in terms of NCAA tournament berth. Uh, momentum feels so much better as a program. I think that. You know, you split this against B- Baylor. You get the Baylor, and you you tie, or uh, even a really close loss against TCU. Very good TCU team. And then you have the Big Twelve. You can you can get back into the NCAA, NCAA tournament conversation, no problem. Uh, I think this team has all the momentum behind them. Uh, Coach Stone feels very confident with the direction. So I mean, as Texas Tech fans, we must too. We must as well. Um, so for this rising soccer program for Kinsey. This is Jeremy. You have been listening to the best damn pod in the land. That is tortillas and steaks. <laughs> Stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.